verse number 4 it says and when they could not come nigh unto him for the press they uncovered the roof where he was and when they had broken it up they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay when Jesus saw their faith he said unto the sick of the palsy son thy sins be forgiven thee thy sins be forgiven thee oh hallelujah verse 11 says I say unto thee arise and take up thy bed and go thy own way and into thy own house and immediately he arose and took up the bed and went forth before him all and so much they were amazed and glorified God saying we never saw it on this fashion And I have no idea I'm going to preach this message tonight. But God just gave me the title in this fashion. In this fashion. You may be seated. We see, man, a lot of loses when that piano stops playing, Lord. But we see in Mark 2, as these four men came into the house where Jesus was, and we see that Jesus was preaching the word unto all the people that were in there, the certain scribes and Pharisees that were in the building that were just questioning and prodding and trying to needle at Jesus about what he was saying, but we see four men, there were actually five men that had faith in the, what they were doing. We have no history of this man, but we know that he had been sick of the palsy for quite some time, and his four friends had become desperate. Become desperate for a miracle. They had heard that Jesus was in this certain house, and they said, wait, I think we're going to go try to see Jesus. So they went and they found that they, I, I can't imagine, I was just in general conference. And of course, that was a huge place. Yeah. And there was about 15,000 people there. So it was pretty, it was a, it was a pretty full place. And that's, I, I think that was the biggest conference I've ever been to. And the amount of people was insurmountable. I, I, I saw some friends later and said, where were you? I said, I, I was there all week. Where were you? Yeah. We never saw each other. <laughs> it's just how big it was. But imagine a can of sardines. That's how packed this place was. Shoulder to shoulder. I heard a stat just the other day of if all of... If all everybody in the whole world was stacked shoulder to shoulder, they could fit into Los Angeles. Shoulder to shoulder. Now that's that's packed up. But thank God we have the whole world to live in, not just Los Angeles. Praise God. Amen. But we see that this place was packed full of people, and they could not come nigh for him. Because of the press. 
So they did the next best thing. They went up to the roof where he was, and they had broken it up, and they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. And this is where it starts to get interesting. When Jesus saw their faith, not his, he just didn't see the sick of the palsy because in all honesty, the sick of the palsy couldn't really do anything. He was just laying there. He was, he could, I, I, I'm, a, I'm assuming he could talk. But who knows? He just was just there. And Jesus didn't see his faith specifically, but he saw the four friends that had tore up the roof. What my inspiration of this message was, was this song that I had sung right before. He's in the room. We've never saw it. We've never saw this world in this fashion. We've never seen it in this position that it has ever before. The crime, the genocide, the abortion, everything has happened before because history does repeat itself. Nothing is new under the sun. But we've never seen it in this time period. And we've never seen it. Our forefathers have seen it. There was a Sodom and Gomorrah. I, I, love, I love that sometimes we forget how bad Noah's day was. I, I, I often forget it and I have to go back and read like, Everything that they were, we were doing now and everything that the world is doing now, they were in the same exact position before the flood. And they had a perfect world. They didn't have a perfect world, but they, it was a lot better shaped than it is now. <laughs> it was closer to perfection than it is now. But we still see things that break God's heart every single day. We can walk by a person performing witchcraft on the streets today. We see all assortment of things that makes God sick. It's a blasphemy. It stinks. It's an abomination. Things that are fed to our children are abomination. But if they only knew. But if they only knew what we have in our hearts. Because our, our hearts are a temple, so a temple is a room. So is he in your room? Oh, 
your bedroom has four walls is he in the room not just the church is he in the car is he everywhere you go do you let your praise become empty been watching something on Instagram of some dormant houses of some pre pre a pre-sold houses of and this guy one of my friends he's a realtor he's trying to sell prefab homes and everything in Houston and the amount of space that are in the empty rooms is amazing like man what kind of potential could I do here well, if you pay two hundred fifty thousand to three hundred thousand dollars, you can see what you can do with that all out of that room. <laughs> but I don't have two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand to be able to see what I can do with that room. So, but I can see what I can do with this room and what I have. I can say, "Hey, God, I don't have all that money. I may be righteous, but I ain't rich." <laughs> But I want you to be in my room. I want you to be in my room. I, I love, it doesn't say it at all, but I'm wondering whose house in Capernaum he was in. Man, what an honor. What an inconvenience at that time. Imagine a rock show, you know, a person that has a lot of influence comes to your house and says, hey, I'm setting up shop for a little bit. And they have a million followers. And they all show up. And then start, someone starts ripping off your roof. <laughs> but there was a difference because it was Jesus. It, it was somebody that actually could make a change. He could, he could say, hey, roof. There we go. That's fixed. We often forget that I told, I told the senior citizens on Saturday, we often forget that he created creation with his mouth. So what do you think he can do with your heart with his mouth? What do you think he can do? And how do you think he can speak into your life? And how do you not let it affect you? Even the birds listen to him. Even the alligators listen to him. Even the buffalo listen to him. So how am I not going to listen to him? He's in the room. He's in the room. I want to have a confidence. I want to have a confidence that he is here. See how this works out. Acts eight, Acts six eight. Having confidence in God. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. 
Then there arose a certain of the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of the Libertarians and Syrians and Alexandrians and them of the Cilia, Asia and disputing with Stephen. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and spirit by which he spake. Then they subbored the men which said, We have heard him speak blasphemies against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people and the elders, scribed and came up upon him and caught him and brought him to the council, set up false witnesses which this man speaketh not, not to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and law. For they had heard him say that Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the customs which Moses delivered unto us. And all that sat in the council looked steadfastly at him, saw his face that had been the face of an angel. Not since, I don't believe not since Peter had denied Christ had there been a man of the church that was under so much pressure. He was blasphemed by all sides. He was blasted on all, all sides. He did not like this Stephen. But what kind of grit did he have to know that? I know God. And I know God was Jesus. And I know that I received the Holy Ghost. So I know Jesus is in my room. And I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to back down. Very next chapter. I I find it interesting that they were saying that he was blaspheming against Moses. And literally the whole, almost his whole sermon was about Moses. (laughs) And about Moses confirming what he was saying. But in Acts 8... Fifty-five. We see that right after he did his sermon, that the Pharisees and everything, everybody did not listen to him at all. Started gnashing upon him with his their teeth. Started throwing stones. And I believe this is the second time in Acts that we see the word accord. They all rose with one accord. And ran at him. The first time in all of one accord. In Acts. We see that the Holy Ghost fell. The very second time. We see. That he's trying to destroy a man with the Holy Ghost. Verse 55 says. But he being full of the Holy Ghost. Looked up steadfastly upon heaven. Saw the glory of God. And Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they had stoned Stephen calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And they kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. 
when he had said this, he fell asleep. He went to be in Jesus' room then. He believed with all his heart what he needed to. He stood upon the word of God. He believed that hero Israel, the Lord our God, is one Lord. He believed that one faith, one baptism, and one spirit. But he knew that it would come time where every one of those people that started stoning him would see an outbreak of revival. And ironically, it happened because the very same person that they laid their coats at saw who saw Stephen die, turned out to be one of the greatest missionaries in the kingdom of God. As I come to a close, let's just stand and make sure he's in our room. Because I just don't want to leave this place and he linger here. I want to be able to share and say, hey, everybody that I know, he can be in your room too. I just don't want to have an empty praise because I know every life can be restored. And I want to love him. I want him to be in my room tonight. Let's just lift up his name right now in the name of Jesus.